What is up, everybody? How you doing today? Welcome back to another episode of Crossing Broadcast. Thank you for joining. Hope you enjoyed your weekend. We've got a lot to talk about. We've got the Philly captain coming on at 12.15. He'll talk all about being down there at the Trey Turner thing. Should we now give an ovation to Aaron Nola? How great of a moment was it? Blah, blah, blah. We'll talk all about that. Jalen Hurts is the number three overall player in the NFL top 100. Kevin Brown got suspended from the Orioles for, I guess, being a meanie. Nick Foles is coming back to Philly. And then we have an interview with a guy later at 1245 who leaked the Kelly Greens and actually didn't mean to. So let's bring on Kevin Kincaid in his West Virginia hat and the newly formed 16-team Big 12, I believe it is. Oh, God. Yeah. Don't even get me started on that. That wasn't yeah, on the run. Was that on the rundown for today? Well, no, we'll talk. We'll, we'll no. talk about that if we have no. to talk about that during a, uh, a slow, uh, a slow news day. I do want to bring up and I do want to talk about Trey Turner before we get Captain on because Captain will bring his perspective and everything. We'll get well, we're uh, just like we handle the arena. We, we, we attack it from both sides. We'll have David Edelman on. We'll have the Chinatown people who are against it. Yeah. On. That's how we do fair and balanced here. Crossing broad. You can't ever say fair and balanced. Yeah. Fair and balanced. There's just like Fox News. We're fair and balanced. We go there. I liked, I thought it was a nice moment, the Trey Turner stuff. I thought it ended up being a nice moment in the end. Now, did it take seven at-bats to get there? It did. You know, now, as you're evading Trey Turner and on the same night booing Kyle Schwarber, Kyle Schwarber goes out and gets a home run and three hits. I don't think you could say both. I don't think you can say the ovation worked and booing doesn't work. I was never on the side of go out there and just boo Trey Turner vehemently. I wasn't out there and just go give him a standing ovation. Somehow, the article that I wrote on Friday just rewarped itself, and this is Internet 101, into a mental health debate and an anti-Trey Turner debate when people forget that I was on Trey Turner and more positive about Trey Turner before it was even cool. That was the thing. But the moment in the end was a cool moment. Was it the best moment of the season? Yes, because there hasn't been that many great moments during the season. It's just... I... I I'm trying not to say the ovation worked is what I'm really trying to say because I don't think it worked because before that, during the seventh at bat, it was starting to get a little awkward. You know, we were one, it was one for six at that point. Seventh one comes up. Huge moment. Moment they needed because they were down eight to six at the time, put up nine, nine to eight, and uh, and got an insurance run double in the end. We'll talk about it with Captain. Kevin, what are your what were your thoughts? Because I feel like we're going to get a very uh, well-thought-out argument from you that is probably going to touch both sides, as is the Kevin Kincaid model. So I'm interested to think, <laughs> you know, how you would how you would hammer. Did you watch the game? Did you see the ovation? Was it uh, was it cool for the whole time? Was it starting to get a little awkward? Tell me what you think. I know you're at Pantera too, so. Yeah, well, I didn't even um, I didn't even know about this thought to have a standing ovation until you put that story in the um, the queue on Friday, I guess, and said, "Hey, I have a you know a column in here about this standing ovation thing." I, so, do we? Did I say one more thing? Yeah, Friday was supposed to be my off day too. <laughs> I pissed the internet off 
on my yeah. off day. It's like Smokey yeah. and Friday. Be like, how do you get fired on your day off? It's like, how do you piss off the internet on your day off? I was writing one article. I was saying the ovation stunk in my mind, and I had to spend my time on the internet for the rest of the day. Well, most people, of course, as is the case with most things, can't get past the headline, you know, um, or don't read the story. So you can't really argue with people who didn't even look at what you were writing. Um, but I didn't think it was like unfair or negative or anything like that. I think people were trying to create this false equivalency that if you didn't like the standing ovation bit, you it meant that you somehow encouraged booing instead or you wanted to see Trey Turner fail. And that was not the case at all. I was laughing when you were like trying to fight the entire WIP midday show because I'm like, I'm like Pagan has been tweeting about buying Trey Turner stock for, for months now, you know? So I think like people unfairly kind of pin this thing, you know, it, it's like, if you think that the standing ovation is not necessary or a little corny or soft or something like that, I think people were, people were taking that to mean that like, you know, you think that the, we should boo the shit out of the guy or something like that. Or you want to see him go over for that. Now, that's that certainly wasn't the, the case at all. You know, I just don't know. But what I'm saying to start, actually, where did was it was it a Fritz thing? Did Fritz start it or did Captain start? Do we know what the genesis of the of the thing actually was? We'll ask that to Captain when he comes oh. on. Uh, I, I'm I'm confused by that too because I saw Captain say it first, and then I know Fritz was the one who got behind it. ESPN shouted out Fritz, all that stuff. I think okay, Max. Yeah. Be, well, yeah. whatever. I mean, I I you know I'm like aware of the idea that I think there's a conscientious effort being made to to get away from the the negative Philadelphia fan stereotypes. You know what I mean? And we've been a we've been a firmly on that side of the argument for a, a long time at least at least saying like at least like you know we'll say hey you know here's dallas cowboys fans beating the shit out of each other here's somebody punching somebody else in the face look at all this bad fan behavior that helps elsewhere like you know pointing out that the national narrative of philadelphia sports fans is certainly not true i mean markel fultz got a standing ovation brandon brooks and lane johnson got overwhelming support for their anxiety issues i mean we're a far cry from where we were with you know, the dirty 30 and booing at the draft, right? I mean, that's that's not the case. So certainly I, I am for any, uh, certainly I appreciate the idea of trying to get away from that and trying to tell people this is not the same Philadelphia, that this is not the Philadelphia that you think it is. This is not the same Philadelphia we grew up in. Um, I understand the, I understand that whole part of it. Wanting to, wanting to give off that impression that, hey, we can be supportive, you know, but I don't think that was anything new. I mean, like, I think there's a lot of fanboyism out there where I, I noticed like, some people on, on Twitter, especially, like you say anything negative about the players and they're up your ass. You know, like the media hates the players and the media is cranky and all this. And it's like, I, I, I don't know. Are you, <laughs> you saying know? Miles Jack and Zach Cunningham aren't going to lead us to a Super Bowl? Howie season? <laughs> well, I, there's a portion. I mean, the Jalen Hurts stuff was weird for, for sure, you know, for example. I mean, like, there was a couple exchanges he had with, like, Jeff McClain, for example, where I thought McClain was just asking him, like, basic, like, regular stuff. And a lot of people were like, well, that's what the media gets for asking dumb shit or he doesn't have time for the – you know, the media or whatever. I'm like, I, you know, it's almost like, I don't, I don't want it to be an overcorrection of sorts where it's like, we were so negative and all we did was boo that now we're moving so far to the other side where everybody gets a standing ovation and nobody can say anything negative at all about anybody. Like I, th I don't, I don't want us to go from here all the way over to here. You know, I think there's a, there's a middle ground where you have proof where, Hey, maybe the ovation and the overwhelming support helps for a guy like Trey Turner, maybe, you know, for, uh, you know, like Ben Simmons and the Sixers a couple of years ago in the playoffs, you get the shit boot out of you and then you come out and you win by 20 the next game. So, I mean, I, it's not a once, there's not a one size fits all 
to all these kinds of things. I mean, to say that there's a blanket like approach to, well, we could, we should boo because booing works or, you know, we should be super soft instead. It's like naive to, to think that, but I thought the whole thing was just kind of blown out of proportion. But by people did. talking about your, you talking about your article in general, by people who didn't read it or didn't understand that, like you had been one of Trey Turner's biggest backers for the entire time. You just thought that the, the thing was, that was, was artificial that the, I thought it was. I was. I thought it was wrapped in insecurity. I thought I was going to get shit on for making fun of, the, not making fun of the fans, but calling the fans insecure and artificial. And that's what I did. I call. I. I think this whole ovation thing was people who were so, were just so much out of ideas. They were just like, "What can we do to help Trey Turner?" And then they were like, "Hey, you know, we can just give him a standing ovation so that next time someone pours popcorn on Russell Westbrook's head." We can point to that and be like, hey, no, we are good people. Because I think people, we have this mantra mantra where we love to shout it, that no one likes us, we don't care. And I think we care more than any fan base in the world what people think about us. I don't care what the national media thinks about me. The national media has already made their minds up. We still talk about snowballs. It was 50 years ago. Who cares anymore? They don't mean anything to me. They don't mean anything to you. They don't pay our paychecks. They don't, you know... Uh, I'll never meet one of them. Like I can't live my life wondering what someone from Sports Illustrated, from ESPN, or from NFL.com says about the fans. Like I just I can't I I can't waste energy on that. And so that's what I thought this this ovation was a little bit about. Like we could point to the national media next time we do something stupid and be like, see, listen, we supported our guys when this wasn't new. Like you said, we did it for we did it for uh, Markel Fultz. We did it for Simmons. We did it for Brandon Brooks and, and and for Lane Johnson. There are so many instances and events where we supported our athletes that just doesn't fit the narrative of the national media, nor would get as many clicks or headlines or anything when that's you know people get paid off of. It, it does. It, it would. It would. It doesn't make sense for them to go. They stood and ovated for so and so versus. Holy shit! Someone pours popcorn on Russell Westbrook's head in Philadelphia, like that does millions of more clicks than a standing ovation does. So, I don't know. I mean, I was just I, I, there's there's a lot of things. I mean, it was a good moment, but I just hope you know they keep the same energy when Joel Embiid has you know a bad week, or you know how say Jalen Hurts has a couple bad to back, back to back games. Like I just the, the the hypocrisy behind it too pissed me off. And that's when I went nuclear on Joe Giglio. Me and Joe Giglio have talked behind the scenes and everything. He's, he told me he's not a reply guy. He likes what I do, blah, blah, blah. I've talked to other guys at WIP and stuff. I, I, I don't take back what I said. I don't regret what I said. I think it was fine to say what I did. He was a hypocrite. He was a fraud. And I hate hypocrites and I hate frauds. Everything you get from me on social media is what you will get when you meet me in real life. That sounds so stupid to say out loud, but I said it. (laughs) But so that's what pissed me off when he wanted to trade Trey Turner two months into the contract. And then he comes back and he's like, this is such a great moment. Also, you're bound to manufacture a moment when you're going to stand every time. But I digress. Well, I mean, the ovation thing, too. It's like, you know, it's it's a one way street. Like if it works and Trey Turner busts out of the slump, like, of course, you take credit for it. But if he goes over 12 then what you just kind of jury's still out too. They could never. Well, I mean, you can, you can never like the only person who knows whether the ovation worked or not is Trey Turner. Right. Cause, cause what you, cause you can say, well, maybe they were just, maybe they just won two out of three against a shitty Royals team. You know what I mean? Like you can't, there's nothing that we can ever do to confirm like 
what an intangible like that d- did for somebody. Like he, only the person who's in their head can say, yeah, that unlocked it for me, you know? So maybe he just busted out of the slump on his own, or maybe it was a one day off thing. I mean, nobody knows. You need to, you need to get another two or three weeks to even determine that, but I'm not, I'm not against the ovation. I'm not against booing. I just think there's not, a, there's not a one size fits all approach to these kinds of things. And I don't, I, I do agree with what you're saying with Joe, where it's like Joe wanted to, sale Trey Turner down the Delaware River a couple of weeks ago and he wanted to undo the contract and all that and then he turns around and goes on Twitter and says like well what a moment from the Philly yeah. for the Philly fans it's like come if on we, if you had it your way this moment would have never even happened <laughs> well it just yeah I mean it doesn't it, it, it makes everything that anybody says meaningless you know because um yeah then you're just flip-flopping and kind of going back on you're making redundant what you said earlier so it's hard to take I think when WIP puts so much force behind it it's like well some of this stuff comes off as contrived or as a bit or whatever. And, you know, you, you do roll your eyes a little bit. But, I mean, ultimately, like, the 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 major takeaway from all of it is, like, you know, you want to show support for a guy where normally we probably would have booed the shit out of that person. You want to help change the fan perspective of the, – the, the media perspective of Philadelphia fans. Okay. okay yeah, I get it. You know, there's there's some cringe that came with it. But I tried to stay out of it and just let you fight – do the one one versus five. I appreciate battle, that. Battle of the Bastards fight. But I would have stepped in if if needed. No, I know you would have. And I, and it's just, it's just like when the inquire thing happened, you know, a couple of weeks ago, you know, I let you go and then I stepped in when I felt like I needed to and stuff. And, and that's, and that's, and that's fine. And that's, and, but you know what, that's, the, that's the greatest thing about working at crossing broad that like if anyone on in like a real corporation would have sent that tweet that I sent, I think I probably would have been, been hearing from somebody or I've been hearing from, you know, a, a, yeah. a, a superior or something like that. Like I, I well, really do appreciate like, cause you know, you you understand that like first we're allowed to write anything that we want you know obviously you're our editor you'll do what you got to do but like that's the freedom that i love because you knew that it wasn't bullshit like that came from a i'm i'm not that kind of guy that just lashes out at fucking people on twitter like i don't i don't do that shit like no no it's just it's just sports at the end of the day too my favorite yeah. tweet was somebody who said that they like, crossing broad and wip are conspiring to uh pit phillies <laughs> phillies fans against each other <laughs> as if we as if we all got on like a conference call early in the day and said uh okay jack is gonna propose the <laughs> jack is gonna side with philly captain here let's bring him on too is he ready is captain ready let's bring him on is, i think he is yeah he's giving us a thumbs up in the back what's so up jack, Cap? how you doing buddy hey, hey man come on boys kyle yeah. i'm surprised to see i thought hugh douglas would have beaten the shit out of you by now. i know man i i listen like <laughs> next time i see him i gotta call i gotta call him turbo bird i got to like he called me out that i won't say to his face i'll say listen yeah. hugh you gotta do what you gotta do but you called me out i don't want to look like a pussy He's 57 now. I don't think he has that four seven speed anymore. So if I do it from like a five foot distance, maybe I can go yeah. turbo bird and out. But I I got it. I got to stay away from the meat hawks. I mean, that dude probably has hands that are as big as my face. Uh, um, well, but listen, like I was saying, there was no yeah, there was no conference call in the morning where it's like okay, it's going to be on one side. We're going to do Jack Fritz and James Seltzer and the Philly captain, and then you guys do the anti take, and then we'll like drum up a bunch. No, it's just like two media outlets talking about sports on on twitter you know everybody always thinks that there's something bigger at, at play <laughs> at play here i'm like i promise you it's just we wake up and it's like here's what i got in the queue you know so listen i i got a i'm, I'm in a group chat with the pandemic guys oh yeah and, and on thursday um after after um the marlins game where trey turner fucked up everything in our group chat we were talking about how bad trey was going to get booed because mm-hmm. he had a horrible series against the Pirates. 
Um, and, and then he, he, he blew the Marlins game. So he had a bad week on the road. So I just thought instead of booing him, let's, let's applaud him because I want to go to the playoffs. I don't know if you guys remember the playoffs last year were a lot of fun. I do. Yeah. I think, I think that, uh, this next two weeks, uh, make or break the Phillies. And, uh, you know, I go to every game and I just, I just wanted them to win. If we have, we have like an 11 game homestand now or a 10 game homestand. If we started off the homestand booing Trey Turner, you could just tell by his body language. You could just tell by the way he was on the feet. He's in this. He was in his head. I don't know if he's still in his head, but he was really in his head. So I knew if he got a weekend of just the boo birds coming out and booing him, the season might have been over. And uh, I really wanted to go to the playoffs. So if we could help him by just clapping a little bit, which I think we might have done, I think that's that's why it was a good thing we did. Well, does Aaron Nola get a standing ovation no, the next no, time he no, comes no, no, out? No, we break the <laughs> We don't do this. We don't do this all the time. Trey that's kind of hypocritical. He's struggling too. Trey Turner is in the beginning of a 13-year contract. I want him to be comfortable. I want him to feel good. I don't care about Aaron Nola. He's not going to be here next year. Aaron Nola, there is a good chance that Aaron Nola is back here for five years next year. Because of that new price tag? I, yeah. I don't know. I don't, well, it, it's okay. So, no, no, we don't. We still don't clap for Aaron Nola. I, just, I think that's a little hypocritical there, Cap. It's not hypocritical. It's, it's my fucking idea. You can't tell me I'm a so, hypocrite because because I said we oh. can't, we, we're going to clap for fucking Cap. Trey Turner and not Nola. Cap. No, we're not clapping for Aaron Nola. Not now. I Cap, use- your face is turning into the your your banner behind you right now. I kind of fucking love it. <laughs> I can I can fucking look. We don't clap for the players. We're the Phillies fans. We boo people. We so, did we did something nice one time, and that's it. Next year, we'll, we might break it out again next year if we need it. But I don't think we do it ever again for at least a year or two. But wait, real so, quick, Captain, did you was this your idea, and did Jack Fritz co-opt it and and take it, or did you guys were you guys in cahoots? I, I have I don't know who Jack I, like I don't uh, Jack Fritz is a WIP guy. I don't know who, what show he's on. I have no communication with Jack Fritz. I know Jack. I made up a, a post on Instagram, and it went crazy on Instagram. So Yo, I don't God. know if he saw my post. And, and took I don't care. Look, he has a bigger platform than me. If he stole it and 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 made it a bigger thing and used his platform to get people to stand up for Trey Turner, I'm all for it. Hmm. The Yokaz was a great way to start. I think it really hooked people. Oh yeah, yeah, Yokaz. Yeah, I, okay. I just didn't. I, I wanted to relate to my people. I didn't yeah. want everybody. Just Yokaz. That's just us Philly folks. But I think what I think what Captain hit on there. Sorry, Kyle. Looked like you had a point. Real quick. Is that these are different scenarios for different people? Wow, what a hot take that is! But look through the last five or six years of this, right? Okay, let's go to let's go to Alec Bohm. A lot of people are talking about the Alec Bohm situation from last year, right? Mm-hmm. What was what was the difference between Alec Bohm and Trey Turner? Um, Alec Bohm said, "I fucking hate it here." Mm-hmm. Took account took accountability for it, whatever. Then the mm-hmm. fans were all behind him, whatever. Trey Turner, in his comments, what he said prior to this past week, and he was very accountable for all of the struggles that he's had too. So I think. Fans took that into account and were like, hey, this guy's been real about it. You know, it's not like he's like shying away from it or ducking anything. So maybe that was one of the catalysts. He, dude, Sub- he looked he looked he looked like 
he killed somebody after that press conference at the Marlins game that we lost yeah. in that. He, seriously, you, you, you feel bad. If someone lost and, their bet on or their live bet on the Phillies. He killed probably someone. That's true. I, and, but people go, oh, he's got 330 million reasons. Well, listen, sometimes people just get in the funks and you can't get out of funks and, you know, you get a pat on the back and maybe it makes you feel better, you know? Um, I don't know. I, I think it was a good thing. I, 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 uh, but like I said, we don't do it again. We, we I, don't sit. We, I we always don't. question the Alec Bohm thing because if you go back and you remember, it was a comeback win against the Mets, the mm. hated Mets. I'm, I'm wondering what the, what the conversation is like the next day if they don't win that game. If Alec Bohm says, I fucking hate this place, he takes accountability. But if I remember correctly, they they came back by like three or four runs to the Mets. They were getting crushed at one point. I wonder how much uh, the the talking heads are very positive about Alec Bohm's uh, comments if uh, if they lose to the Mets in a season that like we're still waiting to get to the playoffs for the first time in eleven years. I don't know. Cap, well, how- but here's here's the other thing too. It's like, isn't that the perfect example? Everybody thinks it's so complicated to play in Philadelphia. It could not be any less complicated. All you need to do is play hard and show accountability, and the fans have your back. I mean, that's what Alec Bohm showed. I mean, Tobias Harris said, "Don't fucking clap," and then he came back afterwards and said, "Look, it's not a big deal. Nobody died. I just got booed." And then he played pretty well for the rest of the season. Not like a thirty-seven million dollar player, but like a fifteen million dollar kind of player. But it's like it's not. It's not. It's like the most linear thing on the planet. Oftentimes, too, and fans were pointing this out over the past weekend. Like the, a lot of times, the booing happens when you sense people aren't giving their all, or they're dogging it, or they're not playing up to the level of their abilities. I think Trey Turner was certainly trying. It wasn't like he was like trotting to first base. You know, I mean, so fans can sniff out the there. There is a some nuance to draw there between guys who were just half-assing it versus like, hey, he's trying, he's just really struggling here. But again, it just goes back to what Captain was saying, where it's not, you know, it's not one size fits all. Like in this case, the Trey Turner thing makes sense. Aaron Nolan, maybe it doesn't make sense. Cap, how many, how much credit do you give yourself for the Trey Turner home run? Oh, I, I give myself zero credit. I wasn't even at that game. I was watching professional wrestling. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I give myself zero credit. I give Trey Turner all the credit, right? That's what we clap for to make him better. So let's give the man all the credit. Um, yeah, no, I, I don't get any so, credit for So the same, the same night that Trey Turner gets the ovation, Kyle Schwarber gets booed. Kyle Schwarber goes out, hits a home run, has three hits, player of the game on Sunday. Do you think they're right. mutually exclusive? Do you think other guys are, are operating differently? Do you think we, you know, maybe are a little too hard on Kyle Schwarber, your buddy that you talked to yesterday? Yeah, first of all, I, who I, I don't I don't who who would boo, boo Kyle Schwarber? I don't remember. Uh, oh, there 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 were boos Friday. There were when some he boos. Sh- I didn't sh- I didn't hear. I'm up in three oh one where we're we're cheering and applauding the players. Um, yeah. I I don't um no I I didn't hear many boos for Schwarber. I look sometimes I know when um, Castiano swings at that first pitch slider going and he, he, you know he swings and he misses. You want to boo him because he does it all the fucking time, especially since the all-star break, um, you know, you could boom. I just, it doesn't do good. It doesn't do good when we're on this playoff push and we're so close to, to dude, I think if we, things go well this month, we might be able to catch up to the Braves. Is anybody else saying this? We're only like, they, nine what are they on a three it's game? Hard. They're on a three game losing streak. They're kind of banged up a little bit. Strider is like striking everybody out, but he doesn't have a great ERA. 
The bats are kind of going a little cold. They just lost to the Pirates last night. Well, we lost the whole series to the Pirates. So it's like, I know. Yeah, you lose the bad teams. That's the thing with baseball. Every team loses about half of the games. So hey, we've seen crazier things happen. We came back to the Mets in 2007, you know, and that, that month was a good comeback. That was a fun yeah. time. That was a good time. I really, I really enjoyed it's, that. I and, would and, like that to happen again. And after this, this broadcast is over, I'm done with the Trey Turner stuff. I'm going back to okay. being the Trey Turner guy. So, like, if this, if it, I do believe are you, are you, you doing the stock thing, are you going back to the imagination? I don't know if my stock bit. I think my stock bit might be played out. I, but I think also people were so crazy on Friday that they almost turned me anti Trey Turner. Like, I found myself rooting, like rooting against him because I was just hearing it from such a one sided argument that I was like. What am I doing? Why do I care what, you know, who, who are you listening? Are you listening to the people in the comments? I mean, You're I usually don't listen to what, the people in the comments, I, I, Kyle. Usually Come I'm good. Usually Come I'm on. good. Usually Brush I'm good. Off. So what? You got Hugh Douglas yelling at you. Stop being a pussy. <laughs> you got a former NFL player mad at you. That is true. Twelve year old Kyle is kind of like would be like, what the hell is your life right now? Are you like in the WWE? Former right. Eagles trying to fight you. Um there's another question I had, but I lost it. Um, what, Kev, do you have anything on this? No, let's keep going through the examples. Let's continue the exercise. Markel Fultz got a standing ovation, right, for hitting a jump shot, right? So, again, what was different? Between, how is his situation different, or was it similar to Trey Turner, where it was like, hey, we got your back. Like, we know you've been struggling. We know you have this, uh, Jesus Christ, what was it called? Thoracic outlet syn- yeah. syndrome? You know, I mean – uh, I, is it, am I am I weird for thinking baseball fans have more of uh, a say in how they applaud their player? Like you know how like you, when a batter comes up to bat, they have their time shooting a shot. It's only like five seconds of applause. It's there are, I think baseball is a better sport. Uh, you can't really do it with basketball. We could boo the fuck out of Ben Simmons, yeah. but like uh, 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 you know, besides that introduction. There's no real good way to do that in baseball. You're you're right. There are more ready-made moments in baseball where there are natural breaks in the action or guys walking up, you know, to the plate or something like that where you can have those moments, right? It's not that's not necessarily a thing in basketball or football or other sports or whatnot, but you know, I'm trying to like see if I can find patterns here in these various situations that have happened over the last five years i think people gen genuinely felt like hey this kid's been down in the dumps like he's going through all these injuries and all this crap we just want to support him right um brandon brooks and lane johnson again they kind of opened up about that stuff and they talked about it and uh, you know maybe you can say that's i don't want to use the word accountability when talking about anxiety but they were open about it and they told people what was going on and people supported them and had their back yeah. Right. So people were open about that. There wasn't, yeah, there were some people who were like, oh, mental health is fake. You're a pussy. You just like get on. With it. Right. I mean, you saw some of that. But, <laughs> but it, it's, I, I think that's another reason why I felt so bad for Trey Turner is because I'm bipolar and I have anxiety issues. And just like I said, by reading his body language, I knew mm-hmm. my guy needed a hug. And I can't hug him because, you know, there's, you know, a security. Your boy's with Johnny Mid. So what I can do is applaud for him. And um, like I said, I have anxiety issues. And I think it's really uh, brave when players come out and speak about it, because I think we all look at athletes or a lot of people look at athletes like these machines that are just programmed to play sports and not have any emotions. I, 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 I hear you on that one. That like I'm not gonna play dumb. Like I don't think these athletes have emotions and have lives and have things that they're going on in their personal lives. And obviously, we've seen it with a lot of uh, 
a lot of athletes that have spoken out in, in the last couple of years more than ever. But I also hate the diagno- diagnosing of athletes. I hate when people are like, I know this guy's going through something or I know she's going through something. I think that is so I, – I, I just think that's a terrible – But Trey Turner was going through take. something. I, I, but, I, I, you could physically see it in his body. But Cap, oh. like, yeah, he, he – okay, he was going through something. But when right. people were calling for his head two months ago, he was also going through something. Like, I just feel like I, – I, I, the, what I'm talking about, though, the, the the diagnosing of athletes, like you got to also understand at this time. And I look at Bryce Harper as an example. That dude's just wired differently. He is. I don't think right. Bryce Harper needs a standing ovation when he's going through a slump. I mean, this no, is a guy who Bryce Harper. I think he feeds off the booing more than yeah. he was. Yeah, yeah. And he, because you you look at these guys uh, on the cover of Sports Illustrated, 17 years old. I mean, being the best little league player, being the best high school player, being the best you know college player. You're hearing those those boos you're hearing the most insane shit like one of the things like i've been to like inner city basketball games when people just line the courts and they're set and it's and it's just top recruits playing there and they're just saying the most craziest shit they can to get into these kids heads and stuff at like 16 17 18 years old so that's why like i don't love the diagnosing of athletes because they it's not i'm not saying it's right or wrong what they've been through but they've been through it and they're and they're wired differently. And a lot of these guys don't get to the show or don't get to the NBA unless they are wired that kind of way. Well, I think also what you're saying, Kyle, too, is like in, with the advent of uh, not the advent, advent's not the right word, but with the the general more acceptance of mental health and and taking taking a topic that was once taboo and kind of opening it up a little bit, um, you know, generally you have more basic discussion about that where you where i think what happens sometimes it gets watered down a little bit you know people who have real struggles who have been to the doctor or who have prescriptions who need medication for diagnose the things that they have i think sometimes it's cheap when you say like well you know i i'm depressed or something are you depressed or did you just like stub your toe and spill your coffee or something like there's people who have real issues and let's mm-hmm. treat those as real serious issues versus just slapping the a generic mental health label on on something right i don't, I think it cheapens it for people who actually do have real issues and going going through shit you know what i mean so that's that's like the one distinction you have to draw there i also think too sometimes people just throw it out there generically like mental health mental health and then you can never it puts up like this facade like this trump wall. card you well, win you right because then you can't criticize anybody at all and it's like all right i, I get it I'm, I'm like sensitive to that kind of stuff but also let's not use it as some like some defense, some impenetrable de- defense or whatever, you know, but I think, I think like the, 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 to wrap it up, man, I think Philly sports fans are a little bit more sensitive to the athlete side of it. And I think that's good. I'm not, I'm not anti-booing. I think booing can help sometimes can work sometimes because they, because fans don't really have any other way to communicate with players. Anyway, booing is just a way of saying generally, like, I know you can play better or you should play better or whatever, where I would draw the line is these assholes, like sliding into DMS and stuff like that and saying vile shit and like, you know, getting, you know, going after him personally, or you're yelling at the family. The stuff with Cassiano's family last year, for example, like that's yeah. that's crossing the line. You know, so I don't know. I, I think like fans are just more. I think we've done a better job. Everybody of kind of like, uh, you know, showing that Philly fans aren't aren't what people think they are. Um, you know, but it's it's it, we're never we're never ever 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 going to change the national yeah. perspective that we're scumbags. We're yeah. never going to do that. So fuck them. Let's not worry about them. Let's just do what we got to do. If we got to cheer, we cheer. If we got to boo, we boo. Fuck it. If we see a skinny Santa Claus, we will pelt that motherfucker with snowballs. <laughs> and and that, that, Kyle, that wasn't 50 years ago. That was fucking 60 years ago. My grandfather went to that game in 1968. 
He's been dead for 20 years, and they're still talking about people throwing snowballs. Yeah. It's just we 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 fuck the 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 national media and what they got to say about us. Uh, I only listen to one news source in Philadelphia, and that's Crossing Broad. Wow, thank you for the plug there, Captain. Your check's in the mail. I appreciate it. Most trusted um, outlet. Yeah. Hey, real quick, can I can I tell can I, can I you guys something? Uh, when all, starting August 11th, my friends, the Fandemic Crew, have their own beer yep. going into Citizens Bank Park. August 11th, you can buy Fandemic Brew beer inside the ballpark. Beer made by the fans for the fans. In the stands, there's a whole thing. Whatever. I don't get any money from it. I'm just really excited that I might be able to get a free beer at the ballpark. That's tell them to Tell them to message me if they got details on it. Absolutely. I will. Yeah, I will. And, and, and Kevin, I got to tell you, I, I never get mad at, at people bullshitting with like you guys. Like I always see people yelling at Kyle and it makes me so happy. But when the, that, that jerk off said that you, you guys do lazy reporting on local media. I lost my fucking mind because there is nobody who reports on local media like you. And I love every fucking local radio broadcasting you do, getting us the inside. So I love that stuff. And when that guy called you lazy, I wanted to spit in his face. Yeah, I appreciate that. I, well, and also, too, I we're the only ones doing anything like that. I'm just surprised that nobody really does the media reporting anymore. I mean, like, I think the Inquirer used to have, like... Stu Bykoski. Stu, with Stu doing it well yeah they yeah we see how his his departure from the inquirer went you know what happened with Stu Stu Bykoski? i don't even know did you miss that whole thing no he got they they went to a loss his going away party turned into like a yelling match and then they he filed a lawsuit against inga saffron for uh disparaging him by saying by by insinuating that he liked child prostitutes in thailand Oh. I'll send. Yeah, I'll send I mean, you the that's article. Just, that's just some office talk. That's nothing to be upset about. Cap, you gotta, you gotta go in the archives. Just search Stu Bykowski crossing broad. We'll, we'll have, we'll, we'll make your afternoon while you're waiting for the Phillies to start. Yeah. Of Again, local broadcasting reporting, reporting on by Kevin. I, I yeah. absolutely love. You said you know the Inquirer used to have a person who would, who would be like, um, you would do stories about like, hey, Susan Barnett is leaving Channel Three or something, you know. But they, they don't even have, yeah, they don't even have that. Not even like transactional stuff, you know, like Cecily Tynan uh, went on Twitter and told Howard Eskin to stop talking about meteorology, right? They, they don't even do like, like that, that kind of stuff anymore. So I don't know. It's, it's interesting. Rob well, that's good. They're, they're, they're non-reporting gives you stuff to report on and you're the only source to go to. Well, I appreciate the kind words, man, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Before we let you go, I was watching your video yesterday of you heckling the Nationals players saying that they were lucky that, uh, the game was canceled. You, yeah, ever think, it, you ever think the interpreters have to tell the Spanish guys what the crazy guy is, is saying behind the fence? They probably say not. Nah, uh, <laughs> no, I never really thought about it. I yeah. hope. I, well, that's good. That's what he should do. He should have to interpret. I didn't like I say anything horrible. I just said you're lucky it got rained out. Yeah, I, I mean, it, yeah. it's a good bit. I've seen you do it before and I hope you continue it. It helps Captain's us. a good captain's a good trash talker because he doesn't have to use like vile language and and you know go to the lowest common denominator kind of stuff. You know he's 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 effective. Um, I, I do I do drop a dickhead here and there, but um, right, yeah, yeah. the, the yeah. dickheads do go viral from time to time. But that's a hello I, in Philadelphia, right? If you just you know if you keep it 
PG-13, they usually, yeah. the, the clips usually do better. Plus, the children watch me. Can't, can't have the kids curse. Well, I think I watched the video of you uh, riding your bike and some dickhead car almost ran you over and you called him a dickhead. I think I watched that five times in a row. I'm not, I don't remember where that was. but Oh, that's the one where I almost ran over a guy because he was walking in the bike lane. Oh, you ran, you almost ran every. Okay, I knew there's yeah, something yeah. like a bike. And, but he was on Kensington Ave, so people Kensington Ave they don't walk in the pavement because there's homeless encampments everywhere. So people walk in the bike walk lanes. In the bike lanes. But yeah. the guy was, not, you know, he was a little, you know, a little high, yeah. and he was, you know, going to get the fuck out of my way. Get out of my way, dickhead! I'm riding my scooter here. Ah, <laughs> uh, Kev, we appreciate you coming on, my man. I have fun. Uh, you going to the game tonight? Going to doubleheader? I'm going to both games tonight. Oh, Let's man. go. I've got to leave for the ballpark in about an hour and a half. Seven hours of baseball. I can't think of anything. Oh, rather commercial than... free. All right. Well, thanks, dickhead. We'll <laughs> see right, you. All right, boys. See you, dickheads, later. Go, Phil. See you, see you dickhead. Yeah. Go, <laughs> All right. We got uh, we got to call minutes before we bring, uh, bring Brandon on. And Brandon is actually the guy who leaked the Kelly Green jerseys by accident. It's, it's, yeah. a, it's a story that he's going to tell us. But before we get into that, Jalen Hurts, number three on the NFL Top 100. Now... The thing about the NFL top 100 is when when the players don't rank my guys, I think they're all idiots and they don't know what the hell they're talking about. But when they do rank my guys, I'm like, these guys know ball. Like, I feel like that's like the fanboy in me about this. Like, yeah, like yeah. I, Jalen Hurts wasn't even ranked last year. Didn't think he should have been even top 100 last year. Yeah. But we had two guys. I think we had Kelsey and we had Slay both in the 70s. And this year, I believe we had like almost around six, seven, seven guys. But that's also just, you know. The career we had. You think number three's too high? Number three's too low? It was Pat Mahomes, Justin Jefferson, Hertz, Bosa, and I forget the fifth, but I'll get it. Oh, they ranked Jefferson number two? So the and this is the play the players do this one, right? Mm-hmm. So they had him ahead of uh Josh Allen and um Yeah, Joe so Burrow. it was Pat Mahomes, Justin Jefferson, Jalen Hurts, Nick Bosa, Travis Kelsey to round out the top five. I think that shows respect for the fact that he's a a dual threat guy who can do a lot mm-hmm. on his feet and is, is yeah, I, I, that that's the distinction there because I mean, in all these quarterback rankings and tiers and stuff like that, I feel like I read a lot about passing yards and completion percentage and things like that. And I don't hear a lot about what he does on his feet. Um, you know, so to, it, that's the main distinction that I see with the players talking about that. I, I think there were some quotes in there saying like, Hey, he does like, there were some awesome quotes, some awesome yeah. quotes. Like, I mean, the the one quote where it's uh, Chris Jones, who just played Jalen Hurts in the Super Bowl, and was like, that was yeah. the greatest performance I've ever seen by a quarterback in the Super Bowl. And yeah. he has the best pe- pe- uh, quarterback in the uh, in the NFL on his team. There was also ones like Jonathan Allen's was awesome. When you're around people of this caliber, <laughs> you're not surprised when they have success. Um, Kenny Moore said Jalen Hurts is a great quarterback for this league. He's not really looking to scramble. He's a pocket passer. And Kayvon Thibodeau, which Giants fans are probably pounding the table right now, he's a guy who can rip it. Not just deep balls, not just short passes, but he is accurate. And it's just cool to see, you know, the kind of respect that uh, that Jalen Hurts is getting from uh, from guys. I wonder if that's uh, I wonder how that'll affect free agency. I wonder how that'll affect you know, kind of like these legends that like you know you look at like Von Miller or LaShawn McCoy or like yeah. uh, Bart Scott or something like that signing with the Eagles in the in the uh in the future um it'll be interesting no i mean you want to play with uh, yeah it's like the it's funny because you always have those conversations about like the super teams in the nba you know it's like well lebron's teaming up with bosh and wade but i mean if you came to if you you know say you left crossing broad and went to pick a website wouldn't you want to like pick the two or three people that you want to work with like of course you would you know Mm -hmm. so when you see jalen hurts there yeah i mean it's attractive to come 
play with him, play for him, play around him, be in the locker room with him. I, yeah, I mean, for somebody to be off the list entirely and then go straight up to number three is uh, it's pretty incredible, man. I think I think was was the next was AJ Brown at twenty two. Was he the next highest guy on the list? AJ Brown at twenty two. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And Lane and Kelsey and all them. Kelsey 37, Lane 41, Hassan Reddick 48, Darius Slay 65, and Devontae Smith wrapping it out at 100. This was the top 10 here. It was Bosa, Kelsey, Travis Kelsey, Joe Burrow, Tyreek Hill, Josh Allen. Oh, Josh Allen at eight, huh? Micah Parsons. Yeah, well, yeah. 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 Chris Jones. Chris Jones, uh, not a lot of I feel like that I feel like he's a guy who doesn't get enough national. D D tackles are so hard. Like it's it's just like a lot of them, like, you know. Well, Aaron, besides Aaron Donald, really, you know. Yeah, if if you're not really getting sack numbers, you know, people aren't really grinding. I feel like D tackle tape about man, he's an awesome run stopper. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. What do you think about Justin Jefferson being over Hertz? I just think it's hilarious that that you know, look at where he is now, and people were just calling him a slot a slot receiver. You know, <laughs> could you, come, come, imagine, could you imagine Jalen Hurts? throwing to justin jefferson on a rookie deal like not i mean i love aj brown don't get me wrong but that's like and and justin jefferson's gonna get paid don't get me wrong but like throwing to him on a rookie deal like there's just so much less money they have to pay him and stuff it's just uh, well that 2020 yeah i mean now the jalen rager uh davion taylor was 2020 also right um Yep. So it was Jalen Rager, Jalen Hurts, and then Davion Taylor, one, two, three in that draft, I guess. I know Davion was third rounder, yeah. Yeah, Davion Taylor gets released. Jalen Rager gets traded for a for a bag of balls, and then Jalen Hurts accidentally becomes a franchise quarterback and ranked number three. It just shows, shows the – Such crap. Uh, just the, the random nature of all of it, doesn't it, you know? Um, but uh, I, I don't know. I, it's, I try to, like – I'm trying to ignore Eagles training camp this year, quite honestly, because I don't want to get into like a <laughs> let's just aggregate the beat writers who are down there. There's other interesting things to talk about, you know, but um, the linebacker thing is interesting, you know, them bringing in um, Cunningham and, and Miles Jack, Zach Cunningham and Miles Jack. And it's funny, like you get, you know, you get some of the Howie fanboy tweets where it's like, oh, we did it again, you know. How he does it again. He signed two dudes off the street to minimum deals. Like, don't give me the how he does it again thing. You know? Um what do you think? Added, that, like <laughs> it, it, I'm I'm reading the tea leaves and the Nicobe Dean stuff about last year. Are like, you gonna call him Nicobe for Nicobe, the rest of the yeah. year now? Is that is it just gonna be a bit it's now? Gonna be gonna a bit now. Wrong? Okay. Nicobe, Nicobe Dean like was like, Oh my god, it was a steal at, at third round. And like if you if you read the Sirianni quote and he says he likes the room, he just wants some competition in it. But like from the reporters and stuff, like he's kind of had a, a tough camp. And now if he's, you know, injured again, he obviously had that injury coming out of college. It's like, if he can't stay healthy and he's an undersized linebacker. Like, so it's, uh, it's going to be tough for the, uh, I'm not going to press the, uh, yeah, I'm not going to press the alarm on the Kobe Dean on August 8th, 2023. I mean, he's got the ankle thing he's dealing with. I mean, you got Nicholas Morrow in there too, um, but you know there. But Sirianni is right. You, like regardless of whether Nicobe, they have concerns about Nicobe Dean or not, they also had zero depth behind him. So I, I mean, to, I think that's a perfect example of you know not mutual exclusivity there. You know, um, but I mean that was always going to be a you know always people talking about the Georgia guys, but man, they lost you know their entire linebacking core and their entire safety core. Like I think, and then they lost Jonathan Gannon too. And a lot of people are saying, well, it's going to be an upgrade, but like, I wouldn't be surprised if the defense is rocky to start off, man. I mean, like they're back to like their linebacker 
you know, um, philosophy of two or three years ago, which just throw some dudes in there, you know? So I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to be any good, but you know, if you give, if you're making me put together some list of like fake Eagles concerns as of August 8th, yeah. Linebacker would be it, I guess, you know, safety. Uh, linebacker safety. I'm not really worried about anything else, you know? So Sean Desai, you know, not worried about Brian Johnson. I think he'll call plays fine. So yeah. All right. You want to bring All Brandon right. on? Let's bring Brandon on. Come on. All right. Brandon, how are you, man? Hey, I'm good. How are you guys doing today? Doing well, doing well. And and anyone that doesn't know Brandon, well, welcome. He's the guy who, by accident, <laughs> leaked the Kelly Greens that sent everybody into a tizzy on a random Saturday at around like 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock. We appreciate you coming on, man. Can you just like tell us tell us the story, how you got your hands on the Kelly Greens? Um, so hey, thank you guys for having me on. Honestly, I really appreciate it. Um, the story behind that, it's just good karma in my opinion. Uh, I can't explain it any other way. I was having like a tough month uh, of July. I was on vacation. Literally the first day of vacation, I lose my wallet. Had cash in it, cards in it, IDs in it, everything. I had planned on that Wednesday to get up and buy tickets. But fast forward to uh, when I found a Kelly Greens, I worked third shift, so I worked Friday night. Saturday morning, get off, um, wake up. My kids and my wife, they're gone, so I text them, make sure everybody's straight. They were swimming. So I hop on the Eagles app. I'm scrolling through. I'm looking at tickets and stuff like that. I'm actually on the uh, virtual venue, so I go in there to uh, see the, te- uh, the seats, like the view from the seats. And uh, in the other report, it said I wanted to go green app to like try to recycle to be honest. Uh, so you didn't go to the Go Green app, I'm guessing. So I did go to the Go Green app, but I'm not like Captain Planet. I'm not out here like uh, saving and recycling, to be honest with you. That's, that's our grandchildren's grandchildren's problem. I hear you on that hey, For sure. So uh, I was actually going there because the last time I was at the Giants playoff game, they had this machine and you stuck your beer cans in it. You got something. Like, so I was like, yeah. cool, let me see if there's a, a, a seat near that so I can kind of like uh, – make some money back off this beer money I'm spending at the games, man. So I, idea. I, I went there to click. How, many, how, many did you, how much money did you get back? It was like you would win stuff like a koozie, like maybe like an autograph. So like really good things for really good cause. So I'm like, all right, I'll do my part and I'll get something out of it. But uh, I'm looking to see if there was uh, any locations there, the seats I like. And when I clicked on the app, I literally just seen like Jalen Hurts had his back turned and the Kelly Greens and he turned around at the screen and I'm like, look like I'm looking around. I'm just in the house by myself. I yelled like my dogs hopped up. So like I kind of dropped my phone. So I picked my phone up. I had just woke up literally 30 minutes, 30 minutes before I got all this. Got off the phone with my wife, jumped on that. So I'm looking at my phone and I'm like, oh, like they really dropped the Kelly Greens. Not thinking I found a leak or anything like that. I'm just like, oh man, they've been trolling us all month. 30 years they've been trolling us really. We we went through a turn of the Kelly Greens. But uh, so I screenshot them. I sent them to a couple of my boys that are Eagles fans. One who he knows how I'm about the Kelly Greens. Unfortunately for him, he's a Cowboys fan. But I, I sent them to him, and he's like, man, those are tough. Da, 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 da. So I'm not thinking anything. I sent them immediately to the fans. I sent them to the team. I, I tweeted at the team. I got on Facebook. I added the team. I said, thank you. Not knowing any of this is going on. So it was just like crazy to me. So like, um, I'm going through it. I'm going through it. My wife calls me. She's like, hey, are you hungry? I'm like, yeah, I just woke up. Uh, I'm about to hop in the shower. She's like, all right, I'm on my way home. Then we can go get something to eat. 
So like, as I'm in the shower, I just see my phone going off like crazy. Man, I have like 500 Facebook friends, six <laughs> Twitter followers. So it, it's 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 not normal for me. I'm like very off of social media. So I see my phone going off. I'm like, whatever, I'll get it when I get out the shower. So I get it out. I get out the shower and I just assume it's all comments from Eagles fans being positive. That was the most part. Like everybody, mm-hmm. like, oh my God, these are sweet. Where did you find them? They're photoshopped. And I'm like, look, if I can photoshop, I wouldn't be yeah. right now if this is good. So we finally get to uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. We're sitting out eating, and I just start getting random messages with, like, checks beside them. And I'm like, all right, like, what's going on? Everybody's commenting, like, hey, dude, uh, where'd you find these? So I finally got one message from this guy, a message request on Facebook. He's like, uh, do you mind telling me where you found them pictures at? And I'm like, hey, no problem, man. Uh, just a huge fan or whatever. He was like, nah, can you really tell me where you got those pictures from? Was, uh, was that an Eagles employee? I don't know who it was because I, I can send you guys a screenshot off of a uh, camera yeah. uh, to, to the Twitter uh, page, but he hit me back saying it was his company's responsibility. So I'm like, hey, <laughs> so I'm like, hey, bro, uh, you, you ruined that guy Saturday. And that that's what I like. Saturday, and you ruined that guy Saturday. Hey, and I, I'm not meaning to lie. I'm just happy to be here, but I really felt bad. So I'm like, damn, did I get someone in trouble? So that's when it like kind of hit me, like. Yeah, I leaked these jerseys. So I started searching the internet and I'm finding pictures, but they're all of my screenshots. Like I can see my time up at the top and stuff. And like, I can see where they like cut me out. So I'm like, in my head, I had like maybe two beers at dinner. So I'm like, there's no way. Like this is unimaginable right now. So I'm telling my wife, my wife's looking at me like, what are you talking about, man? Have you... Have you talked to the Eagles? Have you had any communication with the Eagles? Have the Eagles reached out? Are they like, hey, yo, man, you deserve a Kelly Green because of our our fuck up? No, uh, actually, I've sent them a couple messages uh, trying to apologize. Like, first and foremost, I work. You guys work. We know how that yeah. thing goes. Uh, I want everybody to uh, do a great job and get paid, of course. I would hate to think that I got someone fired or and someone in mm-hmm. trouble. So I, I sent them all messages. I, I tweeted at them. I'm like, Facebook, like, look, man, I'm from West Virginia. I've been a fan since I was seven years old. <laughs> Please don't like blacklist me from the stadium. I just like I, I love it. Like I wouldn't know what to do. I felt like uh like I don't know, like I had a girlfriend and I cheated on her and I was trying to get her back. Like, hey, yo, like I, I, I'm sorry, like please forgive me. I, I promise yeah. I'm like, it's out of love. It's out of love, yo. I think a lot of people just assumed you were like a Toyota employee. Like that's what I first yeah. assumed. Yes. Uh, like asking me, do you work for the team? And then like they get on my page and like they like start. Oh, he's at the games. I'm like, I literally went to Philly for the oh, first so, time last year. So you got the forensic investigation. Like you felt like a celebrity for a little. Like people were just right. just putting putting things together, being like, how do you get him? Does he work for Toyota? Does he work for the team? Like all this stuff. You were getting behind the scenes investigated and everything. Yes, like it, it was kind of crazy. I'm not used to, like I said before, I'm just a guy from West Virginia who loves his Eagles. So all that attention, like being connected to the team is priceless. Like uh, I never thought in a million years I would be connected to them. But it was just like everything that came after it. Like it was mostly positive comments from Eagles fans, once, especially once the leaks came out. But then you had like your trolls in there. We all know Cowboys fans be hating on the Eagles jersey. So like we had them in there talking crap, uh, Washington fans in there talking crap. So I kind of took it with like uh, – at first, it was very positive because I was, I was like the first man to see him. So we know how long that's. But out of that came love. So I'm like, let me share him with everybody. That was just my natural instinct. It wasn't like, hey, I'm going to be the first one to leak. He's like, no, I know what this means to this fan base. So let me share with everybody else. I, I really appreciate you doing that. 
because the trolling by the Eagles social media account, like this is the perfect thing that could have happened to them. They were just trolling us for the entire week being like, hey, we're not going to release the Kelly Greens. You don't know when we're going to release the Kelly Greens. And for you to get them and for them to mess up, (laughs) it just makes me so happy. Just so happy. It it was crazy, honestly. Um, I wish it would have been a little different the way it came out. But even after I leaked them, they kind of trolled me and was talking crap about my uh, uh, my phone. Like, uh, do y'all want the high uh, resolution pictures, uh, better pictures? Like, my pictures were what they released at all. So. Well, that's why I, didn't, I that's why I knew they weren't photoshopped. Like this would be the greatest photoshops of all time. Like if you were actually photoshopping Kelly Green jerseys onto the players, like you should have gotten a job with the Eagles in the graphic design department because that's well, how that's how yeah. you knew they were so real. Hey, like, they were commenting and saying that I'm like, look, if this was the case, like I wouldn't be paying when I have to pay to go to the games. I would be <laughs> like for free. Damn. Wait, Damn. so did we did we ever actually figure out? So it was just a part of the Eagles website that. I went, that that page, I guess, was not supposed to be live yet, and and it was. Is that what happened? So that's what I'm guessing. I get on the app often. Um, that's how I kind of keep up with them. So uh, if you go on there now and you click on the Kelly Green tab that they have on the app, that's the same presentation I saw. It was just way down at the bottom, and it said yeah. "Go Green." And to my recollection, before I tried to go find the beer machine. I've never seen that tab before, and I'm on that app like three times. My wife gets mad, like, come on, get off the phone. I'm checking on <laughs> Nolan. I'm checking on Sydney Brown. Like, it's training camp, so it's like, it's it's important time. It was, it was probably a staging site that was, like, ready to go live yeah. two days later, and either, and it was probably was just not not set up correctly or, like, they forgot to – or they left it public when it was supposed to be. They hit save draft. They should. They hit publish when they just <laughs> should have hit save draft. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I've seen that happen before. Uh, Maybe they were just assuming no one was like going to recycle that week or something like that. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. it's probably linked to. I think Philly fan in the comments is right. He says that they um they probably made the release and linked it to something that they thought nobody would check, which was the recycling. So (laughs) yeah, yeah. So oh man, what uh, who whose jersey you looking for most to get the Kelly Green? Um, honestly, I'm a fan of the team. So the jersey itself means so much. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, I'm looking to go to uh, the season opener when we play Minnesota and Philadelphia. Uh, I'll probably grab those tickets in a couple weeks, probably after week one. Uh, So when I get down there and I get to the pro shop, I'm hoping they have them. I keep hearing stories that sometimes they have them. They're kind of sold out. They got a lot of stock. They got a lot of stock right now. You should be good. All right, I tried to get online and order one, and it hit me with, back with a message saying they were sold out. And uh, yeah, yeah, Fanatics has been up in up in the air and stuff. But yeah, I mean, we were yeah. we were down there when they released it, and they were just refilling stock, refilling stock. And for, to, to my knowledge, they have more than enough more than enough stock. They should give you tickets to the Kelly Green game, at least one of them, maybe both. Wait, hey man, that that would just be like here. Like I've seen comments of people saying like, "Oh, they should give you something." Da, da, da. Hey, look, out of my 31 years of life, the Eagles have brought me so much joy, so much pain, but you go through the roller coasters, them highs and the lows. So I just I just hope they accept my apology, honestly. I would hate for them to be mad at me. Oh, you got nothing to apologize for. It was just you stumbled into something accidentally, you know. It's all good. Nobody's trying to ru- ruin anything, you know. Yeah. Hey, Brandon, you're from you're from Martinsburg, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. So uh, Martinsburg's in the eastern panhandle of West Virginia for people who don't know, but it's really close to Washington and, and Baltimore. I mean, how did you end up? Um, are, 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 did you grow up there? And how did you become an Eagles fan? Uh, yes, sir. I've lived here my whole life. We're about an hour, maybe fifteen away from Washington. 
maybe two hours from Pittsburgh, hour and 45 minutes, something like that. Don't quote me on that second one. But uh, my brother-in-law, man, uh, he just come over and uh, watch the games. He's older than me. He's like 10 years older than me, maybe a little bit uh maybe 11, 12 years old. But uh, at the time, him and my sister were just dating. Uh, they got a son together. Shout out to Elijah. Um, love you, boy. But, uh, yeah, just coming over, he turned into games on I come downstairs. And at the time, Allen Iverson was, like, top. So I was really mm. big into basketball. But uh, he would come over and watch the Eagles game. And I was just sitting there. And I'm like, man, like, these fans are passionate. So I actually just started tuning in and actually seeing McNabb do his thing at the time. It really made me enjoy the game. So from there, it's just been up. And I haven't turned back. Like, I've fully committed. Like, I wouldn't say, like, I'm, like, a super fan. But most people around me will tell you I'm a super fan, man. Like, like I look yeah. at it like football. It's interesting, man, because they – yeah, because when I was in Morgantown, um, you know, like, obviously we were a lot closer to Pittsburgh and there were Steelers fans everywhere. But, like, Eastern Panhandle – I had a roommate who was from the Panhandle. He was from uh, Kaiser. Okay. And um, he and he was a, um, a Redskins fan. There was Ravens fans over there, too. I mean, for people who don't know, the Panhandle goes pretty far, like, into the – Maryland, uh, Virginia, like, like area, but even like on the, on like the Western side of the state too. Like I, I, um, went to school with people from like Huntington and Parkersburg and they were like Bengals fans, yeah, like Browns, Bengals fans. Browns, Browns fans over there too. Yeah. It was, it was just strange, man. I mean, like I, I was walking around school. I'd see Bengals fans. I'd see Browns fans. I'd see Steelers fans. I'd still, I'd see Redskins fans, a ton of them. Yes. And there'd be like, there'd be like a spot of like Eagles fans around too, but it was mostly like, you know, students who, you know, we're, who came from the Philly area, like New Jersey or whatever. It's, it's interesting, you know? Hey, for sure. Uh, I'll tell you a secret, man. My 13-year-old son, he's actually a Ravens fan. Don't tell nobody. I won't. Yeah, like, please. Ravens are all right. That's AFC. That's fine. <laughs> hey, for sure. But, uh, yeah, it's not too many Eagles fans around this area, guys, at all. Yeah. Hey, well, I'm good to, I'm good. we have one. I'm good we have one who's good at, at yeah. working apps. Hey, man, I'm definitely going to be trying to find something. Maybe the next time I'll DM the team before I post anything on Facebook. Yeah, yeah if they do another big like thing that we're looking forward to, you go on the website and just click click every tab that you can mm-hmm. find, and we'll see if we stumble into another. Uh, another yeah. uh, and, and then we, we'll, you got to barter with them next time. Hey, I should have probably went that route the first time. If I knew what I had on my hand, I would have been like, look, guys, uh, just <laughs> please, please uh, <laughs> send me to the game. Oh, man. Hey, Brandon, we really appreciate you coming on, man. Thanks for telling the story. Hey, man, thank you, guys. You guys have a great day. Hey, you too. Peace, brother. Cool. (laughs) Oh, man. That's funny, man. Probably just, they probably linked to it. They probably like linked to it or something, and it wasn't supposed to be. That's some shit that we would do. That's something I would never think the Eagles would do. Yeah. But fine, though. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good story, man. Martinsburg WV, man. Yeah, that's like that's like Redskins and Ravens territory. That was good panhandle talk, Kev. Learned a lot about the panhandle there. Thanks. Good panhandle talk. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. <laughs> didn't know <laughs> didn't know outside of Florida had a panhandle, but uh, yeah. Do you Mar- uh, Martinsburg may as well be like Maryland, really? Do you want to talk about the Orioles broadcaster real quick? Kevin Brown removed from the booth by the Orioles. We can. I gotta use the restroom soon. I need one of the Jaguars uh hydration monitors that they put in the urinals, I think. Somewhere um, Chip Kelly is smiling. He is smiling that someone yeah. is taking his idea and he doesn't need a cup anymore. Now the cup is connected to the urinal and the hydration yeah. flows through it. Green is good. Yellow is okay. Red, yeah. you might be dead. Or you um, drank too much uh, New Jersey state official juice, cran- the cranberry juice, you know? It's true. No yeah. UTIs in, in New Jersey anytime soon. I mean, this is the, this hydration thing, though. That's 
Remember Tom Herman? Do you remember Tom Herman back in the day for the Texas Longhorns? And he had the P charts. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. I mean, I remember we had him on the wall in Boyertown. Like, you know, if your piss is uh, looks like Miller Lite, then you're good. You know, um, <laughs> if, if it looks yellow, like really yellow, then you need yeah. to drink some uh, Gatorade or something. Yeah. Uh, this is what I wish I invented. Something that something like fancy mm-hmm. that just tells you in a different way, which you could easily figure out. Well, is there like, I wonder this though, because like with AI and with robots and everything, is there like a robot hierarchy, like a robot like cast system? Like you ever see those Boston Dynamics robots that like fight crime basically and everything? Those are the ones that are going to take over the world. Then you have like your, you know, your security robots and stuff like are like the untouchables, like the P hydration model robots. Like that would be, that would suck. That would suck if like you're a robot and you're like, well, what do you do? Why fight crime? What do you do? I get pissed on for a living. I monitor piss or I just <laughs> I roll around your carpet like uh, doing vacuuming. Yeah. Like, a, I like a, ro- a robot cast system. C-A-S-T-E. Yeah. I don't know. I never thought of that. That's good, though. I mean, as AI develops, you know, maybe they en- enslave all the humans and then they start dividing themselves into, uh, you know, various uh, socio socioeconomic groups. Right. Um, now the Orioles broadcast, I saw that that was all over there. I mean, the guy said nothing wrong, did nothing wrong. I mean, the, is the graphics department going to be suspended too for making those graphics and putting them up there? The guy just said that the Orioles have struggled against the Rays recently, and uh, you know, they suspended him because I guess the owner is thin skin. So now everybody's it's crushing. Like, why be a billionaire if you have all this thin skin? I just feel like you know what, we all want to make money in this world, maybe like tens to twenties of millions. Maybe that's just so you have a little bit of a of a of a attachment to reality when you have tens and twenty millions, maybe even up to a hundred millions. But I feel like when yeah. you get to a billionaire, like no one can tell you what to do, no one can criticize you, no one can even talk about how the Rays have beat you in the last fifteen trips uh, that the Orioles have taken to Tropicana Field. Like you can't do anything. The union were like that in the early days when I worked for the team and we were writing stuff for the website. I mean, they wanted it super sanitized, you know, and like my shit would just be edited to the to the core, you know. Um, anything that could be deemed like critical or, you know, sends the wrong kind of message or something like that, they'd take it out of there. You know, some people are really sensitive about that but, stuff, like in the teams, and some people aren't. You know, the Orioles also own Masson, which is the NBC of of Baltimore. That's crazy. That's like yeah. Dan Snyder buying that commies uh, radio station so he get favorable coverage because he didn't like the way they were uh, talking about him on it. Ed Snyder didn't they own? Didn't he own WIP at one point or something? Um, I don't know. Yeah, I think he did. Um, they talk, yeah, did they I mean, talk favorably? Were they afraid to go after him? I'm sure Ant's got some stories. I could ask Anthony about that. It's very foggy. I think I was like five years old at the time. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. That's basically it, though. Yeah. 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 All right. Hey, Ricky Bow would be fired within like a week working for the Orioles. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I want all these guys yeah. down yeah. here. And I'm going to fight every single last one of them. Yeah. Answer to me after like a 5-4 loss because... You know, there was a pass. He would ball. not be long. He would not be long for that world down there. Yeah. <laughs> oh man! All right, I'll let you go, piss. Uh, let me know how your hydration model is. Um, I'll let you know. All right, we'll let you know Thursday. I'll I'll tell you what the the inflow meter said. Yeah, green, yellow, red. All right, Craig, can you take Kevin off the uh, off the screen? Thank you to everybody for uh, for listening today. Uh, thank you for Brandon. Thank you to the Philly captain for coming on. I think we had a nice talk. I think we had a nice talk about discourse. I think we had opposing arguments. That's all we asked for. That's all we asked for. Argumentative conversation that you hear both sides. 
Is that too tough to ask? We'll see you Thursday.